right. Welcome, wrestling fans, to the PW Fan. The PW Fan is a pro wrestling podcast created by the fans for the fans. And we appreciate you joining us for episode 22. I'm your host, representing the old school wrestling fan and your favorite barber, Tim Gilbert. And I'm your host, the architect of pro wrestling podcast, Andy. I'm also your host, the no-selling wrestling indie fan, Jeremy. Okay, everybody. Today we're going to be talking about the male elimination chamber being set and ready. Ronda Rousey picking her WrestleMania opponent, our AEW Dynamite, Dynamite review, and more. Before we get started on the show, if you guys could help us out and head on over to our YouTube channel, please like and subscribe. It means so much to us when you do that. Just even a few likes here and there goes a long way. Uh, and also, please don't forget to go to Apple Podcast and uh, leave us a review or go to Spotify and give us that Dave Meltzer five-star rating. For t-shirts, go to ProWrestlingTees.com backslash the PW fan. All right, Andy, over to you, buddy. All right. Um, before we get into the actual shows of the week, there's a couple things that weren't really on shows I wanted to uh, talk about. First is, who do you guys think is coming to AEW on Wednesday? I want it to be Jeff Hardy, but I know it can't be. Or maybe yeah, it can be. His non-compete clause, I think, doesn't stop till March something. Yeah, someone said March 9th, but... I was like, I saw the, all the conspiracy things like, oh, maybe they got it revoked because, you know, his drug test came out clean and they fired him for the wrong reasons. I'm like, I really want it to be true, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be Keith Lee. So this person, they're going to be wrestling uh, Isaiah Cassidy, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, um, it's like the face, face the of the ladder match. It's like face of the revolution or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah the big rumor. Match to get in. The big rumor is Keith Lee. That's what apparently talent backstage thinks it's going to be. Could it be like Bray Wyatt? You know, could it be... Uh, well, you were saying maybe they swerve us, and since it is a free agent, it's just Cody Rhodes. <laughs> it's coming <laughs> out to re-sign a contract. Oh, that'd be like a full heel move for him. I don't know. What do you think, Tim? Yeah, I mean, if I had to guess it, and it's anybody, it would be Keith Lee. I've noticed his online presence right now has gone up a lot more, and he's been posting. So I'm going to stick with that and say that that's, a, that's my pick. What about Samoa Joe? That was another uh, nah, pick by people. I don't think so. No. I See, this is the so. weird thing no. about this. I texted you guys this in group chat. Tony Khan saying something about the forbidden door, but also about free agency. The two the two phrases don't go together. Yeah. You know, you can't have oh, a forbidden door with a if you sign the person with a free agent. I, yeah, I don't. I'm, I don't even consider Samoa Joe a WWE guy, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he was there a while, but he did so much before that. I don't. I, I don't think he'd be as a, he's more of a TNA guy than anything. Me too. Yeah, I mean, I mean, his his uh, longevity, the longevity of his career has not been WWE. It's been other places like ROH. That, well, that's why I don't think it has anything to do with a forbidden door, just because that'd be, I don't know, I don't picture that with him. It just does, that's not what comes to mind. They're just going to swerve us with Cody Rhodes. <laughs> that's what I feel like it could be. Now. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have to see. But that's this Wednesday. Um, but also from our, uh, the, like the fallout of the Rumble from last week, I think it was the next day, WWE released Shane McMahon. I'll fire my own son. 
So, and it was like a apparently quiet release while the internet blew up about it. So maybe not so quiet, but uh, yeah, I was gonna say not so quiet. Yeah, what are your guys' thoughts? Like, do you think it has to do with more than just the d- disaster of the rumble with him, or um, I don't, yeah, I'm just so curious. I, mean, of... I feel like it's definitely the rumble part, but also if everyone in WWE backstage hates you, that's that's a it's a pretty good achievement because. It's hard to make every single person hate you. So you're yeah. either with like Kevin Dunn and Vince, or you're kind of with like more of a locker room type. Mm-hmm. And all yeah. of them hate him. <laughs> yeah, apparently, Brock wasn't happy either <laughs> with yeah, whatever went bad. down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the guy fired his own son. I mean, what can you say? Like that's that means that no, nothing's off limits. Triple H is I mean, next. I mean. <laughs> It's not off the table now. Think about it. Yeah. yeah. People said the, the best in the world came for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I wonder what he'll do from here, but, you know, best of luck to, was, as WWE says, uh, good luck on future endeavors. <laughs> future endeavors. Um, that uh, Just one quick thing on that one, though, that happy birthday, like, meme that you sent us. Or like oh. Vince's Twitter account was saying happy birthday to everyone, like all of his kids, except for basically Shane, which oh, was like, yeah. happy birthday, Shane. <laughs> yeah. All the rest of them were some hilarious. paragraph. <laughs> yeah, I hope I hope that uh, picture was real because, um, yeah, he went to deep detail with for like Triple H and John Cena and The Rock. And then Shane, it was just like, happy birthday, Shane McMahon. Like, all right. Um, okay, so the last thing before we get into Raw is today, I believe it was today, the Women's Elimination Chamber match was uh, announced just over social media. They didn't do it on TV, nothing. Um, no idea who's in it, but, you know, whenever they do these kind of, it should be a bigger announcement, they should save it for TV, but, you know, they just did one of those things where, like, hey, we're doing it, so uh, be prepared to, I guess see what happens on Raw and stuff. Maybe that's why they do it. I don't know. Try to get people to tune in. But, I feel like it is, but it's also it feels very disrespectful when they do it like that. Yeah. So I'm curious. I mean, the men's elimination chamber is on Raw. Um, and based on how Friday night uh, SmackDown went, you know, I think the elimination chamber for the women's will also be uh, for the Raw women's title. So, it's like a big Raw Elimination Chamber show in uh, Saudi Arabia, which is uh, two weeks from this Saturday, I believe. And it's at 10.30 p.m., by the way, our time. Yep. Yeah. God. Okay. Well, let's get into it, guys. Um, so Raw from this week uh, opened with a segment of Bobby Lashley in the ring um, and it being said that he will defend his title uh, in the Elimination Chamber. Brock then comes out. He says, you know, you really didn't beat me, and, like, how can you be proud of that win? Uh, but he did tell Bobby he's choosing Roman for Mania, and he says it's going to be title versus title. Uh, he then challenges Bobby to a match, and Bobby and MVP say no, and then Adam Pierce just comes out and announces that Brock will be in the Elimination Chamber. No qualifying match, just uh, Brock's going to be in it. So um, either WWE has already shown us who the winner is, or if they actually swerve us, uh, I'd be very surprised. But they definitely could 
and not have Brock win. Um, and then it's just Brock still challenging Roman, but only for one title. So I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you guys think, I mean, I'd, we'll get into who else is in the chamber. Cause there's some qualifying matches that, you know, went on throughout the show, but, uh, yeah, how do you feel about just Brock being announced right away <laughs> for that match? Yeah, I was like, they could have at least used like that, um, you know, rematch clause that they always use in WWE. Like oh, that's like, been I gone have... for so long. I feel like me and Tim used to talk yeah. about that. Like that's just not a thing anymore. But it was something yeah. that I felt always made sense, and it just went away. Yeah, it was one more match or something, or just an excuse to have it again if they needed it. Yeah, especially like after Mania. It was always nice to have because then at the next pay-per-view, which was normally Backlash, Backlash. you would get that same main event, but maybe one more time uh, or something like an added stipulation, like a ladder or no holds barred or cage or hell in a cell or something. But yeah, they haven't done that in a long time. Well, I remember the back. I remember the Backlash after WrestleMania 20. The main event was against Shawn Michaels, Chris Benoit and Triple H. Uh Great main event as well, but it's like you got you know you got another great match back to back pay per view. Right. Yeah, I was actually at the last backlash ever in Baltimore. Hey, it wasn't great. <laughs> weren't we there? No. Were we there, Tim? No, no. We went. To, we went to No Way Out two thousand six. Okay. Um. So yeah, with the announcement of the elimination chamber at the beginning of the show. Um, throughout the night, we had some qualifying matches, but before we get into them, we had the KO show whose guest was Seth Rollins, not selling any injuries from a bunch of chair shots to tell you that much, uh, from Royal Rumble. It was just the only, what, two nights before that. Um, but you know, he's just out in the ring with KO and says, he announces himself is in the, he's in the elimination chamber <laughs> match again, doesn't need a qualifying match. He just says, I'm in it. I've been told I'm in it. And then there's kind of a back and forth kind of jokingly on KO, but you can tell that his character is supposed to be like kind of jealous. He's just like, oh, I have to qualify, but you don't. You just get handed a match pretty much because of your performance the other night. So now we have Bobby, Seth, and Brock in the match so far. So later in the night, we have some qualifying matches. It's Rey Mysterio versus AJ Styles. Winner is AJ Styles, so he's added to the match. Then we have Kevin Owens versus Austin Theory. Austin Theory, of course, wins the match. So he's added. And then Otis and Riddle have a match, and it's either right before it starts or right at the end. Uh, they say that the winner will be added to the match, and the winner was Riddle. So the men's elimination chamber is as follows. Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar, AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, Riddle, and Austin Theory. To me, it doesn't sound like a bad, doesn't sound like a bad match. It sounds pretty good. But the question is, will Brock Lesnar <laughs> walk out of there just to set up title versus title, or do they not actually follow through with the title versus title? And if so, who comes out of there as champion? I feel like yeah. it's Brock. So I'm kind of actually looking forward to this Elimination Chamber match. Um, I think for the most part, I mean, I don't really care has for Brock Austin Theory. Been, has Brock been in the Elimination Chamber before? Ah, uh, no, I was thinking about that when I was watching. I don't think so. I feel yeah. like he was always champion during it and never like had to defend it. And there was a time where the Elimination Chamber was like weirdly more of a Raw thing and Brock was a SmackDown guy. I don't think in his first run he definitely didn't do any Elimination Chambers when he came no. back in yeah. 2000. He was only around for two. 
There was only two elimination chambers during his first run, and that was yeah, yeah strictly brawl. Yeah, he. I don't think he's been in one, so that'll so, be interesting. I also be. feel like the Saudi prince wants Brock to win this in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> you know? prince, the prince loves Brock. Yeah. At least he's alive for someone who want, he wants in the match. No, I wish yeah, Brock yeah. was in the original Elimination Chamber, not the padded one, but uh, can't always get what you want, guys. Yeah. Oh, fun fact. Um, so as some people know, I am a barber, and actually that's how Jeremy and I came to meet each other and talk wrestling originally. But I actually, one of the gentlemen who I cut here and there, he doesn't come in all the time, but when he does, it's always interesting to talk to him. He is actually the guy who designed the new Elimination Chamber, and he was talking to me a little bit about it, just about, I mean, literally, they want to make it, and this is from the guy who made this thing. They were trying to make it, I mean, obviously safer for the people in there because the old one apparently was so just brutal, like the outside. So I I don't blame him for putting the mats on there. It still looks cool. It's just the old one I has a special place in my heart, but I know that for the athlete, it's probably not a great I also, idea. I also think the chamber is uh, the actual, like, where they're standing before they come out is a lot taller and, like, it's, like boxier. I think yeah. the whole thing is taller, yeah. Yeah, so you can't really, like, get on top of it like you used to be able to. And the roof, Dude, people, of, the roof just had chains going across, and you could, like, pull legs Dude, people through. used to get yeah. fucked up in the old one. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. Some, some crazy shit. It's good times, good times, good wrestling. Triple H got like his like uh, from RVD crushed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. RVD comes his, wind, his windpipe. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that same place that the guy works at, the who made the uh, chamber, also makes uh, also made AW's cage. Like, yeah, I, mean, I I think okay. they do all kinds of contracted work. It's pretty cool. I mean, because think about it. There's not going to be many people in the world. Well, I mean, there probably is, like, welders and stuff. But, like, some of these asks are pretty weird and specific. It's like, hey, (laughs) can you make this? And they're like, I mean, yeah, I guess. Probably, like, I can make whatever you want. Just give me the money and designs. Right. And weld whatever together. Um. Yeah. Okay. Moving on, guys, <laughs> to the main event of the show. I, I love the elimination chamber. It's it's great. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think this is. I don't know how they're going to do in Saudi because they never have a roof. Yeah, and they have to transport the entire thing there. <laughs> yeah. Like, imagine yeah, what, what the hell? No, I think. Hey, no, hang on. And if someone wants to write into the show and correct me, that's cool. From what I understand is that these guys had to go over there and make it first. And no, 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 because no, they be they came. He came in again, but he went to a different barber. And I and after he left, he was like, "Yo, that guy makes the stuff for wrestling." And I was like, "No, I know, I've cut him before." And he's like, "Yeah, he's about to go over to Saudi Arabia and make the stuff before they get there. So he has to go over there, make it, wow, and then fly home." Jesus, I'm sure they get paid really well for that. Yeah, yeah, everything covered. Um, yeah. So the main event of this Raw show was Ronda came out after you know she won the Rumble. Then Becky comes out. Um, they kind of have a little banter back and forth, and uh, Ronda leaves. Um, 
Becky's kind of just in the ring, you know, saying like how Rhonda was so mean to her and whatnot. And then Lita comes out and Lita's like just playing along like, yeah, that wasn't right of Rhonda and whatnot. But then Lita challenges Becky to a match at Elimination Chamber. Um, Becky says no at first, if I remember. And then uh, basically, I don't know. God, Lita calls her a chicken. <laughs> and that, that riles up the man. Uh, and so she accepts. And it's Becky versus Lita at Elimination Chamber. It's cool to see uh, Lita back. Yeah, I mean, when we first started talking about the Rumble coming up and stuff, and Lita had come back, you know, I kind of thought maybe she was going to face Charlotte at Mania. But at least they're doing something with her, you know. I still think it's cool. But, what I don't know, probably going to be her last match or her retirement match, like a fi- like Trish had with Charlotte, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. That would be better if it was, you know, over here. But, you know, big payday for them who were going to Saudi Arabia. Saudi money. Yes, sir. There's been quite a few wrestlers over the years, uh, male and female, that have gotten to come back and it seems like they're ending their career on their terms and doing like one more thing that they can be proud of. Like I thought the Trish match that she had with Charlotte a few years back was awesome. It was awesome. It was really, yeah. That's so much really I mean it was a fucking banger. And what a way to go out. And then you got Edge and Christian came back this, over last year, and you know they both had their careers ended kind of prematurely due to injury, especially Edge. And now they get to come back and do it their way. So seeing Lita maybe come back and have one more barn burner of a match would be great. I'd love to see her like go out in the, you know, go out in the on on top. That'd be awesome. Thing is, for me, it's cool because she's coming back to a completely different kind of women's division, one that's more right. respected. Like they can resp- go. Yeah, they don't need like just a couple minutes. Now, hang on. Now I have to take because someone's going to be like, "Whoa, there were girls in Lita's era who were excellent who could go." Uh, Molly Holly, Jackie, Victoria, Trish. Later on, got really, really good. Um, I, uh, Jazz. But that's why I'm saying it's a respected women's division now. You know, it was before it was not looked at as like, I mean, if you were behind it, you were behind it. But like, you know, I remember being in the stands. People would like go bathroom breaks during their matches. Like it was. I I really think the worst. This is just because I've watched wrestling a long time. The two times the women's division in WWE was the worst was post. Sunny in the attitude area, attitude in the attitude era where all you had was Sable, was Sable for like a few years, and maybe Terry, and then there was like the cat, and then they got some good wrestlers, and then they went to kind of the the Raw Diva Search era, Mm. and and like besides Natty and a couple other people, it was pretty rough. Other than that, like, I think if you look back, there are some really good women's wrestling. I just think that people used to, like you said, like, people would get up and go to the Vince didn't really care for it either. I mean, he was... No. You had good wrestlers, but he was doing, like, the mud wrestling and stuff like that. Well, yeah, there's even a whole thing. I actually just listened to a podcast today with an older thing with Dawn Marie about how he wanted them to all go out already in their 
bra and panties and like she was like can we at least like do this so that way like i already bought my outfit and everything and he was like okay you know you went above and beyond that's cool we gave you something little and you made you're making it something big like that's why we like you here ha 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 and uh i was just like oh that's so weird but yeah i mean that's the kind of stuff that they would have to do is you know just go out and do underwear stuff now they have killer matches like i i don't even think of it honestly as a lot a lot of times male female it's just like pro wrestling and like are they good is it good is it not good that's kind of how like i'm like more how i think of it these days i feel like the audience is like that too it's just like like Sorry, Ava Marie, but when she came back compared to other, you know, women in the, you know, we're not dumb. In WWE, that, and, like, and even, you can see even the, the difference. Even the regular, you know, like non-smarky fans know what's up. Like, you can tell, like, when someone's like, oh, she's really good. And then someone's like, eh, you can tell that she doesn't really know what she's doing. Yeah. I mean, come on. It also it's obvious. It helps with WWE, like, stop calling it, uh, like, a first for women's, like, everything, you know. Like, uh, the women's revolution was cool for, like, you know, a little bit, but they kind of, like, just marketed that so much. Dude, they they stole that. The forgotten thing is they stole that whole thing from CM Punk's wife. AJ Lee is the one who's brought that up first. Yeah, that's right. And they just went, they just went with it. And she wasn't even with the company. Stephanie tweeted at Adam was like, "Oh, you're absolutely right." And then they like took it from there, basically, and, like yeah. took her idea and like made it like all about the women from literally there on out. Go back. I mean, someone. I bet you, if somebody goes back and like can find a timeline of that, I would be dead on with that. Not surprised. But point is, good for Lita. Hope she gets you know if this is her final match. I hope she uh. You know, it's a good one. And she's going in there with Becky Lynch, so I'm sure it'll actually be pretty good. But God, do her moonsaults scare the shit out of me. Oh, man, she has broken her neck. (laughs) Not even from moonsault. It was from a dive out the ring. But uh, It was terrifying. Her moonsaults, she always just gets so low to the mat um, as she's flipping. Yeah. But, yeah, so that wrapped it up for Raw. Do you guys want to get into this week's Dynamite? Yeah. All right, so... I mean, we don't have to talk too much about this, guys, but uh, John Moxley was supposed to have a match with Brian Kendrick, and it was canceled, all right? <laughs> so, um, Brian Kendrick said some pretty terrible things back in the day in an interview in, like, 2013, and the video resurfaced. Okay. Horrible things. And he said horrible things. Oh, I bet you he's... He probably said it during like a shoot interview, and he probably was stoned as hell when he was saying that. And dude, that's what happened. You can't. He did apologize that. and said, you know, he did, he, dude. He did apologize. Said it, he basically said what I said was fucked up. Not that he still thing, thinks it. It was like, yeah, like I was. I shouldn't have. Like he didn't think about it. The only thing that he should have just left out, which I was like, you shouldn't have said this. Why did you say this? He said those were somebody else's words, not mine. I was like, I mean, you did say them, so I mean, I think he's just saying yeah. that he's a different person now, is all. But maybe that, maybe like he's saying this to somebody, or maybe he was listening to people that he shouldn't have back then. I don't know. Well, anyway, that match ended up becoming John Moxley versus Wheeler Yuta, and Wheeler Yuta came out with Orange Cassidy and Danhausen. Uh, the winner was John Moxley. 
the match itself was <laughs> it was good. Wheeler Yu is actually pretty good. I and I feel like he never really has really like good. yeah, he never really has long matches, but this one was good. Uh, I think Danhausen put a curse on Moxley <laughs> during the match. JR um, said a curse. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if and then, gets, gets Dan Housen. And then, and then JR kind of even laughed a little bit. I was like, see, everybody yeah. loves Dan. Everybody loves that Dan Housen. I do, it's just a quick thing on Dan Housen. I do like what they're doing because I understand it's kind of like you can't just bring Dan Housen to national TV and be like, you know, everyone should know who he is. Like, So they're putting right. him with like Orange Cassidy. So people are like, all right, well, I like Orange Cassidy. So we'll like Dan Housen. And they understand his character then. He just needs like, to get on the mic, man. Yeah, get him no, on the mic. Why. I was like, <laughs> why stuff. is he with them? But, yeah. Um, but the big thing about the opening of the show was what came after the match. Brian Danielson comes out. Uh, and he's saying he's he's on the mic pretty much the whole time. I don't know. I don't think Mox says a word the entire time. This promo was so good. So I'm going to point out a couple of things I said, but uh, just in order of how it went, he said, do you want to see us fight? Uh, and the crowd's chanting yes. And he said, for a long time, I wanted us to fight too because you were different. I wanted to see what you had, but since you've come back, uh, we've seen the new John Moxley. He said a part of him uh, has always wanted to test him, he, and he thought that he was the best AEW world champion. Uh, Moxley kind of, you know, does a face like, hmm, yeah, you're right. Uh, he said if he had support, he would still be AEW world champion. Uh, and that Moxley and Danielson shouldn't be fighting. He said we should be fighting together. He says there's no reason why some millennial cowboy should be world champion. There's no reason why somebody dressed as a dinosaur should be an AEW tag team champion. There's no reason why someone whose main contribution to society is creating a vlog uh, should be the TNT <laughs> should be the TNT champion. He said, "Together, you and me could run this place." Uh, he's talk. He talks about taking someone under their wing and training them. Uh, or training the future together, kind of. He uses Wheeler Yuta as an example, like Orange Cassidy and them are. And then he just, you know, he leaves the ranks telling Moxley, you know, he wants him to think about it. So, yeah, let's get into this promo, guys. Do you want to see them team up? Uh, just the promo in general? Do you want to see them fight? You know, what's your I thoughts? Mean, for, for me, at first, I was immediately like, I want them to fight because that'd be an amazing match, which it would be. It was but, supposed to happen in that tournament, remember? And then Mox yeah. left. It was supposed yeah, to come down to the two of them. But I kind of hope they do, like, I don't know. I don't know if it's, like, a tag team or if it's just, like, a partnership between them. But, and, like, one of them wins the TNT title and then the other one gets the AEW title. Uh, but I think that would just be really, really cool. I think it'd be sick if this was, like, the modern-day two-man power trip where, like, Triple H and Stone Cold finally teamed up and they were just beating everybody's ass. <laughs> yes. yes. They Andy would, knows dude. What I'm they would. Dude. That's the uh, thing. They would be... dominate. Moxley hits that heel turn. They finally just finally lean into it, even though yeah. he just got Because he's baby-facing right now, but it's like, man, my John Moxley needs to be a heel, dude. I mean, just seeing like... them two against, like, the Kings of the Black Throne That'd be... would just be, like, hard-hitting intense uh tag team match i feel like i i don't know i think it'd be, yeah i'm with you guys i think it'd be sick if he, they just kind of lean into this like thing and i mean they're teasing it honestly i don't know if they're really gonna go with it like i'm like 
do you think he's really going to turn heel or whatever? But I'm like, at the same time, I'm like, it would be sick if they did it. Yeah, at the beginning of his promo, I was like, I don't know. By the end of the promo, I was like, I'm kind of in. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) By the end, I was like, I'm in. Let's go. Even the fans were like into it. They were like, yes. (laughs) I kind of hope they do a certain, like, things like Danielson's getting beat up by someone, and then Moxley comes out, or Moxley's getting beat up, and then Danielson comes out, and then they, like, do a handshake, and they're a team or something. Just have to wait and see, guys. I'm excited if whatever is going to come, whether it's a match, that's cool with me too. I mean, right? Yeah, either way. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts on that? Or, I mean, either way, it's going to be it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. So after that segment, we had CM Punk and MJF video package, and then and that video package is for um. It was the main event of the show, right? CM Punk versus yeah versus MJF. So it's a video package for the main event of the show. Which did you guys think that the match was actually going to happen while you were watching this? Dude, I, with MJF, I'm not just not sure. Yeah, the whole time <laughs> I, I was like, this match isn't happening. But they were in I Chicago. I don't know. If you I wanted heat convinced. on MJF, I wasn't convinced until they got into the ring. I was like, all right, I'm not yeah, buying but, it yet. You know, I thought about that, and I was like, why don't I think this gonna match is going to happen? It's because there's been so many, like, MJF's character or whatever, but AEW doesn't false advertise, so when they, like, booked the match, and they said it's going to happen, and they build it for this Dynamite, and I was like, yeah, yeah, they'll do it then. You know, some people not like, you know, like my verbiage here, but I'm going to be honest with you, like, as a as a long lifelong WWE fan, that's the one thing that I'm like, I feel like if you do it all the time, it's kind of then it becomes way predictable. But my thing is, if you pay all that money yeah. to go, for instance, okay, let's just go with this scenario. It it didn't happen, but imagine that you buy all, you spend all this money to go to WrestleMania during the Yes Movement, and they have that triple threat with Batista, Triple H, and uh, Brian and Daniel Bryan, and you're like, Daniel Bryan better win this match, like, <laughs> like. Like, and I, that's the one thing I like. And at the, look, that night they the fans they gave the fans what they wanted. And yeah. WWE at least at Mania tries to. But God, there are some nights where you go to one of those shows and you're like, oh my God, I can't <laughs> believe I spent all this money on this. That's a good thing about pay per views being basically free now. It's like actually, hang yeah. on, we're because we're on YouTube now. And at YouTube.com, look up the PW fan and subscribe. Okay, but seriously, if you're on YouTube right now, look at this. If you're a lifelong wrestling fan, you'll know you'll remember this pay per view. Look at this. WWE Battleground, oh, July twenty third, two thousand seventeen, in Philadelphia, the Punjabi prison match. All right, with, Randy, with Jinder and Randy. Jinder yeah, versus horrible. Randy. I paid three hundred, and I, I will say this on air. Don't even bleep it out. I paid three hundred dollars to sit on the floor for a C pay per view. It was horrible. You had you at least had Kevin Owens versus AJ Styles. You wanted to see what I paid three hundred dollars for? A chair. That's what I. That's what I paid $300. Yeah, at least you got to see KO and AJ. That's probably a good match if I remember. I remember walking out of the arena that night and some dude being like, "Dude, I'll give you forty bucks for the chair," and I literally was like. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, 
<laughs> I was like, if this is the only thing I'm getting out of this show, no one's buying this thing from me. But I did say, if someone offers me the price that I paid for the ticket, if some because there are like some hardcore collectors out there. If yeah. some dude was like, I'll give you two fifty for the chair, I was like, literally going to be like, yes, absolutely, because <laughs> then at least I pretty much got my money, my money back, minus like fifty yeah. bucks plus beers or whatever, and, and uh, your time for the yeah, whole thing. but my god. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of actually, giving people what they want, <laughs> this next segment. Question, yeah. guys: How come? Back to what we first opened the show with, it just dawned on me: Why was no one thinking Johnny Gargano could be the guy coming Wednesday? That's a good point. I didn't think of that. <laughs> that's dude. That would be sick, Andy. That's a great point. I didn't yeah. even think about that. I for, I'm not to say I've forgotten, like didn't think about him, but like, yeah, that's. I cool. mean, his contract, you know, just he wasn't released. You know, his contract yeah. expired, so he didn't have a mm. no compete clause. Yeah. Do you guys ever get worried though that like the AW rock? Like, look, yes, it's yes, it's great. To what you're gonna like, say? <laughs> like, it's great, right? You're like, oh my god, it's stacked. But then you realize you're like, you can't do stuff with all these guys. That's why Jay well, Lethal has been on Dark forever until yeah, recently. You know what? You know what I like about it. The pro, I guess I should say, about having it this big of a roster is that everything feels fresh when they do do it with something yeah. with the, whatever whoever they do it with. But then also the con is you don't see someone like Jay Lethal on Dynamite where it should be. Yeah, that was weird. They really went all out with that debut, and then like he doesn't even really do anything. Yeah, but we'll get well, into yeah. his match this yeah. on Rampage when we get to it. Moving on. <laughs> this next segment after the CM Punk MGF video package, guys. Oh, man. Uh, Jeremy, if you're following along with the notes, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, Brandy Rhodes gets in the ring. Uh, she is just getting booed. I don't know if this was an accident or not, but she calls Chicago Cleveland. Um, oh, my it God. sounded pretty natural. Yeah, it sounded like she meant it. <laughs> um, Dan Lambert interrupts. It was, might be the only time I'm excited to see him. Yeah, to get her to stop talking. Yeah, he, uh, he talks about her fake Brandy from the Block accent when she gets mad. He talks about her fake tits. <laughs> um, <laughs> Did he actually say that? Yeah. I don't remember that part. Uh, Brandy starts talking again. We got shut the fuck up chants from the crowd. Loud chants, too. She had to stop talking. Um. Dan Lambert says the only face turn anybody's going to buy from you guys is from your old job, which was being turned face down. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Then Paige Van Zandt from American Top Team uh, comes out and attacks Brandy. And then basically most of the women's locker room comes out to restrain them. Um, I don't know if we're getting a Brandy versus Paige Van Zandt match, but uh, it feels like it. Yeah, Dan Lambert kind of went off. I was just watching some of this. I was like, Jesus Christ. But uh, I I texted you guys. I was like, God, Brandy's the worst. She's yeah. just, uh, I hate I hate it. She yeah. is the worst. It is weird. That reality show literally made me, like, hate them. I mean, not actually. Like, I don't want anything to happen to them. But, like, I just mean, like, like ugh. Just like makes my like it's like nails on a chalkboard when they come on TV. Well, it's yeah. just like when she during that show when she was like 
You mean I have to start from the bottom again, wrestling? I was like, yes, bitch. (laughs) Yeah, you don't come back at the top. Who are you, Becky Lynch? No, you're way different from her. (laughs) The funny part, I thought Dan Lambert said, he said, let me say all this before, like, he said something about Before I get canceled. Yeah. Yeah. God. Well, anyway, once that terrible segment was over, we have the AHFO backstage. By uh, by the way, just real quick, guys, because I'm going to forget. I I just wanted to point out a few weeks ago on the show, we did talk about uh, Leo Rush uh, telling Tony Khan to apologize on Twitter. Uh, I don't know if we touched on it, but uh, I just wanted to throw it out there that they uh, did not renew Leo Rush's contract. Just, uh, Just to throw that out there. Uh, he's probably putting out a new rap album too. So, thank you. Actually, is <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> goodbye, goodbye, Leo Rush. This will probably be the last time you get mentioned on Again. this podcast. Yes. Uh, so we have, we have the AHFO backstage. Matt Hardy wants Isaiah Cassidy to take on Sammy Guevara's uh, TNT Open Challenge. Um, this leads into our next match, which was Penta and Pack versus Brody King and Malachi Black. Uh, what do you know? Pack can see again. You know his eyes what, are what healed. Was the point of that? I don't know, dude. Brody King's a big boy. Yeah, yeah. He can move. He's a hoss. Uh, he's a hoss. There was Who a black. Is? There was a black mist to Penta. So now he's the blind one, I guess. Your winners of the match For like were a month. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Uh, hey, your winner... Ray, Mis- Ray Mysterio's eye grew back. So. <laughs> <laughs> Anything yeah. is possible. And Malachi's, Malachi's just became white. It grew back, but it became white <laughs> in the end. Uh, but your winners were Brody King and Malachi Black. Uh, I thought it was a good match. You know, I like them as a team. Uh, I like what they're doing. I think they mesh well. I mean, they are a team outside of AW and were beforehand. So I think they kind of like good chemistry as it already is. But, hey, at least they're doing something with Malachi Black and not random pairings and... yeah. You know, things like that. <laughs> Not like the A-H-F-O yeah. people. Andrade's always like, where's that little kid talking about Darby <laughs> Allen? He's like, we need the little kid. <laughs> Do something with your life, you little bitch. <laughs> uh, that's the Ray Mysterio quote. <laughs> yeah, for, for, for any listeners who don't know this story, I'll just say this real quick. There's a basically a Reddit article that I read where... <laughs> <laughs> where some guy was saying when I was in sixth grade, I was sitting on the front row and like the ramp that goes down to the ring. Ray Mysterio was walking down the aisle doing the thing that he always does where he like touches his head against your head and tells you something. <laughs> He's like, when he got to me, he just said, leaned in and said, do something with your life, you little bitch. And then walked away. <laughs> I don't, and then he said, "I don't know what he just said to the other kids, but he kept it real with me." (laughs) I don't know if that story is true, but I want it to be true because it's amazing. Hundred (laughs) percent. So next, God, how do you go on from there? So next, we had Adam Cole backstage. Um, You know, he's saying he's still undefeated. Uh, Orange Cassidy didn't beat him. Uh, that he doesn't get the respect he deserves. He's one of the best wrestlers on the planet, and we're going to start seeing a new Adam Cole. This I'm excited for. Yeah. The, finally. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say finally. Yeah. You know, you got to start going. You got the momentum going again. You know, start the company, get going, and then uh, 
Let's let's fucking shoot to the moon, guys. Hell yeah. Like I've been Cameron waiting for Grimes this. To the moon. This, hopefully we are it's getting it. we're getting Adam Cole away from pockets and into the main event scene. This is what I'm talking about. I've been talking about it for weeks on the show. That's finally happened. God, I hope their feud's finished. Uh so hopefully it's him and uh uh Hangman Page at Revolution. Let's go. Yeah. Take the belt let's off go. him, man. Put on Adam. Uh, so we have up next we have Ruby Soho versus Nyla Rose. Is anybody uh, else like? I'm sorry to interrupt, Andy. But does anybody else? Does anybody else feel like like Hangman was better in the chase? Look, before you got on tonight, me and Jeremy were talking about. It, I was like, because <laughs> I was looking over at the TV on TBS was on, and there was a, a preview or commercial for for Dynamite. I see him and Paige, and I look over at Jeremy, and I'm just like, guys, or I'm just like, Jeremy, just, I'm over Adam Page being champ. I thought I was all for it at first, and it's the way they're booking him, and you, Jeremy, you compared it to, like, how they booked Big E, and it's just, you know. It's just not important. It doesn't yeah, feel important. It doesn't feel, you know, when Kenny was champ and the suits and everything, you know, he felt Dude, like a champion. Kenny was, Kenny was great. Felt like a champ. Even Moxley during the pandemic era felt like the champion. Well, even um, Hangman's first view with Danielson felt pretty big. Like, that still felt important. And now with know. Archer, I'm like, who cares? This is like a mid-card feud. Yeah. I swear, they just don't know what else to do right now. So they're just, like, doing this. Unless they're trying to give Lance Archer that push. Dude, Lance Hoyt, Lance Archer, whatever you want to call him, he's been around for so long, and it's like, you I know don't know. Dan Housen calls him the murder bird instead of the murder hawk. <laughs> A murder bird. Oh, yeah, they have like a segment, like a YouTube thing they, yeah. they've done. But we're actually going to get to Hangman and Lance Archer in a little bit. But um, so after the Adam Cole backstage segment, we had Ruby Soho versus Nyla Rose. The winner was Nyla Rose. Um, I don't know, guys. The match was fine. Nothing special. Yeah. It was, it it was, was just, a match. It was just there. I think Nyla wanted revenge on Ruby. I think Ruby beat her in the tournament, the TBS tournament. Um, All I think so, of when I see Nala Rose is that backstage segment. I think it was probably Ruby where she jumped her and she was like, surprise, bitch. Yep. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Surprise, bitch. <laughs> uh, so so after that, we had uh, the ass men. I mean, the gun club uh, <laughs> approach and attack Jungle Boys. The ass boys. The ass, the ass boys. boys. It was all the ass boys, all three asses. Um, <laughs> it's Billy Ass and the Ass Boys. That's they, what Dan Housen calls they attack, them. They attack Jungle Boy. They take him outside and they throw him in snow. And that was supposed to really hurt Jungle Boy. Oh, being, no. That being looked tossed horrible. In, being tossed in a pile like, of snow. I was watching. I was like, this segment sucks. <laughs> then uh, Luchasaurus and Christian run up to help, but the ass men are already gone. <laughs> like a fart in the night, just gone. So, Well, you know what's funny is that they're actually the ass boys actually filed a trademark for it. And Dan yeah, they like, like, Oh good, dude. you're embracing the ass. Yes. <laughs> yes. You're cursed. You're, cur- you're cursed. Ass. You embrace the ass. Your ass is cursed. Um, <laughs> all right. So we were talking about Adam Page earlier. There's an Adam Page segment that comes up next and he comes out, he says he's ready to fight Lance Archer. He calls him out. Dan Lambert comes out again. He's with Two he's, segments. Why? He's on. He's with Lance Archer now too, I guess. As well, Jay as Jay Lethal Met, was Met on Dark. 
Um, Dan Lambert comes out, then Jake Roberts comes out. He tells he tells the AEW champion, shut up, little boy. All right. <laughs> then Lance runs out. Hangman and Lance start fighting. Uh, Hangman gets choke slammed onto steel steps, and then uh, Lance Archer does the blackout to Hangman through the table. He just destroyed the AEW World Champion like it was nothing. After being called a little boy by Jake Roberts. <laughs> well, is that because next week he's going to come out and he's going to get redemption? He's God. definitely going to win next week. Yeah. God, I don't know. Just, you know it feels like goes. you're belittling the champ. I don't know. Yeah. Make yeah, it not feel important. That's the thing. That's the whole whole yeah. thing that we were getting at before. He just doesn't like feel as show. important. Yeah, it's the middle. Of, yeah. yeah. I just don't. I don't know, man. It's just like weird. I think Hangman was better in the chase. It was fun, more fun to root for him yeah. when he was going for the title. Now he has it, and it's just like, eh. It was more yeah. fun before. Maybe if there weren't so many people in the company that I want the belt on instead, that That's I'd be true. more for it. Yeah. Well, also, it was like, you know, when he was fighting for it, we could have had Punk and Danielson for the title. Yeah. <laughs> Been pretty good. So. Uh, so yeah, moving on. After that, we had Chris Jericho backstage. Uh, he talks about how he wasn't getting tagged in by uh, Santana and Ortiz. And that was uh, disrespectful. He asked them if uh, Kingston, Eddie Kingston, has a hold on them. He wants to hear from Santana and Ortiz, so he. Uh, Says that inner circle team meeting next week, like it's a mandatory. I don't know. It doesn't even feel like inner circle is a thing anymore. Jake Hager hasn't done anything in forever. Yeah. Yeah. The last thing they did as a team was that awful street fight with the water skis and shit. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they just don't know what to do with Jericho and this is what's going on. Or if it's something leading to A.D. Kingston versus Jericho. But I'm pretty sure Kingston's injured right now. Yeah. How did uh, Jericho get in such good shape already? It took him like two weeks. Steroids. <laughs> Probably. GDP yoga. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, but... Uh, okay, guys, let's get to the main event, what we all want to talk about. CM Punk versus MJF. It actually happened. Um, let's say the first half of the match ended with MJF choked out CM Punk with tape. The ref didn't see it. But then afterwards, the ref sees the tape, and the match is restarted. This is about when I texted you guys. I was like, wow. And I was like, oh, wait, there's still 30 minutes left on the show. Um... <laughs> Eventually, during the after the restart, Wardlow comes out. Um, he gets eye to eye with CM Punk, and what we didn't know until the very end, when it showed a different angle, was that uh, Wardlow passed MJF the dynamite ring and walked away. MJF hits Punk with the dynamite ring. Winner is MJF. Uh, lo- CM Punk loses in the main event in his hometown of Chicago. <laughs> now. I get it. it wasn't clean, so it doesn't really take anything away from Punk. It also makes MJF an even mass, massive heel than he already is. Yeah. Um, match was really good. It was what, like four, 35 to 45 minutes? Something something like that, like all together, even with the restart. Yeah. It was really long. 
Um, even though there's a bunch of stuff that was already covered throughout the show beforehand. Um, but it, it, it was good. Uh, I just, I didn't think MGF would go over in Chicago, but, uh, <laughs> they did it. Yeah, no. Uh, and I don't hate the ending and just, I'm wondering where they go from here. Um, before you saw that Wardlow passed the ring, I thought that, you know, he wasn't going to do anything. That was kind of going to be like him saying, fuck you, MJF. But, uh, yeah. What'd you guys think of the match? Right. Everything just involved with it all together. For me, at first, I was kind of like, I, I when it started, I kind of felt like it, it lacked the hype all of a sudden. Like there was a, such a build to it. And then the last few weeks, it didn't seem like it was going to happen for until the pay-per-view. And all of a sudden, they're doing it now. But I really liked how they did it and how MJF basically cheated the entire way through. There was like, I think, four or five times when he grabbed the ref and he did like a low blow or he did something else just to cheat. And so it was basically just proving that he couldn't just beat Punk straight up, uh, which I know it's going to lead to a match at the pay-per-view. But, <clears throat> yeah, I really liked the ending of it, too, which I didn't even see Wardlow, which because how they, how they um, shot it. Uh, you don't see him drop the ring to him, so I thought that was really cool. Until afterwards, yeah, they show a different angle once the match is already over. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, I thought it was great. Excellent match. MJF's heel work was awesome. He got tons of heat the whole time, and I think that's the right way to go about it, too, because like, if you are going to beat Punk, you need to make sure it's very apparent that it's not like he's beating him on his own. He's beating him because he's cheating the whole time or whatever. Yeah. So I think, like you're saying, it's going to lead to another match at some point and then Punk get his redemption, for sure. I think. But it, it just adds so much uh, just people getting even more pissed at the MJF character. He finally gave CM Punk that loss. Yeah, I can't wait till next week when he comes out and he gets, cuts a promo. Like, imagine what he's going to say now to, to Punk. Rumor is he's going to be very nice. So uh, let's, let's see if that. Yeah, apparently he's going to be, you know, he's going to be cool. So let's see if he, uh, that's actually going to happen. But yeah, I enjoyed the match. I thought it was really good. Um, I don't think the feud's fully over, but we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, I mean, um, it's been like three months, four months. So this has been like, and it's still interesting, at least to me, this feud. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they haven't done five matches yet, so. <laughs> we'll have to see from there. <laughs> so that wrapped up Dynamite. Um, let's get into SmackDown from this week. A couple things I uh, wanted to talk about. Uh, the beautiful people. You know, and this week, you know, the SmackDown got some heat to it. So let's start it off. Roman Marines and Paul Heyman open the show. Now... How did we not talk about Paul Heyman turning on Reigns during the pay-per-view? I don't know. I I know I missed it completely when I was just talking with you guys through uh, this chat and everything while we were watching. I didn't even notice Heyman was at the top of the ramp with Roman. Like, yeah, I know it. <laughs> so yeah, for anyone we definitely fudge that one up a little bit. Yeah, for anyone listening, if you were listening to Royal Rumble stuff and be like, they're not even talking about. Paul's not with Brock anymore. Like, sorry guys, <laughs> but it seems like all three of us sorry. missed it. Um. So yeah, Heyman's in the ring. He's talking about. He talks about turning on Brock. Um. 
He also says that Brock doesn't get what Brock wants. Brock does what Roman Reigns wants Brock to do. And at Mania, Brock will acknowledge the champion, Roman Reigns. Uh, Heyman then acknowledges Roman. And then you hear the music you don't want to hear. And that was Goldberg's. (laughs) You don't need this. (laughs) Goldberg comes out. Goldberg acknowledges Roman as his next victim. He says, you, me, Elimination Chamber for the Universal Championship. You're next. Now. Dude, Goldberg's going to win this match. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine if Goldberg wins? Oh, God. So this match. I have a bad feeling he's going to win. This match was supposed to happen at Mania two years ago, but didn't. This is when Goldberg faced Braun Strowman instead because Roman and COVID. And then Roman came back as this tribal chief. Because this is when Goldberg went into Mania as champion after beating Bray Wyatt, the fiend, for the title, if you remember that disaster. And that was in Saudi Arabia, I believe. Um, So, yeah. Um... I think this is the last match on Goldberg's contract, but I read today he wants to keep wrestling for WWE as long as he can. So, I'm sure not the last sure you'll see of him, but I'm sure the Prince loves Goldberg. Um, God. So, yeah, we're getting Spear versus Spear is what I'll call it. Um, it's not going to be long if I'm a betting man. Um, what, do you, what do you think? Over or under five minutes? Uh, yeah, no, no more than ten. Ten is stretching a Goldberg match. It's just going to be hard hitting, big moves. Goldberg wins. Goldberg wins in three spears. <laughs> oh my god! Heyman's grabbing his face. I'm making oh my god face. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> So yeah, after that's and after then it's that's like Goldberg and Brock at WrestleMania. Oh my god! So after that segment, Goldberg versus Roman uh, is made official for Elimination Chamber. They announce it on the screen. Um, so yeah, so far we have the Elimination Chamber match and this. What is also announced later in the show is Drew McIntyre versus Madcap Moss for Elimination Chamber. Do you remember this, who that is, Tim? This is the guy that was like, who the hell is this during the Rumble that eliminated AJ <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Styles? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, how the mighty have fallen. Drew McIntyre is wrestling Matt Cat Moss at uh, Elimination Chamber. Um, this dude beat Brock Lesnar two years ago. <laughs> no, he didn't. Shut up. Yes, oh, you mean? Did. Oh, sorry. You meant Drew. I thought you meant Madcap. I was like, "What are you talking about?" Okay, yeah, <laughs> I know. He beat. No, Brock I'm Lesnar like now he's wrestling Madcap Moss. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> so moving on, the main event of the show was Charlotte Flair uh, in ring. Sonia Deville was in, out there and says that Becky called and Ronda picked her. Well, then Ronda comes out. She says, "You're not special. You're just first on her list of people that she uh, wants to get back at." She said, "I'll see you at WrestleMania, bitch." Uh. <laughs> Then Charlotte holds up her fl- her title and says, "This title is my baby, and she's prettier than yours." 
This gets Rhonda heated. Uh, Rhonda goes after Charlotte. But to stop Rhonda, Sonia Deville jumps on Rhonda's back. And Rhonda takes out the general manager, Sonia Deville. Not only slams her to the ground, but then puts her in an arm bar. Uh, so <laughs> let's see if Rhonda gets, quote unquote, fined uh, $100 million next week. <laughs> yeah, right. For her actions. But uh, so, yeah, it looks like we get uh, Rhonda versus Charlotte, which was the rumor before at WrestleMania this year. Do you guys actually care about Rhonda at all? No. I mean, <laughs> I don't, but I get that there's a fan base for it. Yeah. People cheered her when I she came out. Remember, on I Friday. try to remember not not everybody watches in the same. I feel like there's like two types of wrestling fans, right? It's we like each had different active... binoculars. Yeah, it's like the active watcher and like the passive watcher. If you're actively watching like we do, we're like looking for shit and like. Being also like, depends oh, on age. This... Yeah, but then also, the, you know, when you're a kid, it's all magical but then also, I think there's adult fans who really don't care. They kind of watch it the same way that they watch a TV show. They're not like taking it as seriously as we do, I guess. Yeah, that's true. So it all depends. Yeah, so we'll see what happens uh, this coming week with the fallout of that. Ronda attacking Sonya. But uh, yeah, that wrapped up SmackDown. To end the show, let's get into a couple things from Rampage this week. So, opening match, as always, is an Adam Cole match. That's how Rampage likes to open sometimes. And uh, I'm not going to talk about the match itself, but his match was with Evil Uno, and he beat Evil Uno. It's what I want to talk about is what happened afterwards. Adam gets on the mic. Uh, he starts naming his opponents that he's beaten in AEW singles matches. He names every single one, I believe. Um, again, we hear this whole narrative from him, but there's a new Adam Cole coming, a ruthless Adam Cole. He says he wants some respect. Um, a couple quotes that he says, he says, people seem to forget who the hell I am. I'm one of the best wrestlers, not just in AEW, but on the planet. I've won championship after championship. At the end of the day, Adam Cole always ended up, always ends up becoming the guy, no matter the promotion, no matter the company, no matter the brand. He says, one thing is certain, I will become AEW world champion. Let's go, baby. Let's go. I am here for it. So Adam Cole's got his sights set. Hell yeah. My question is. Well, that's a good. What, go on? No, 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 you go ahead. My question is, when he finally goes for it, does Kenny come back? And then there's a little dispute between the two top guys of the elite. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. I think just he wins Andy Bookin. And then that's when Kenny comes back. Oh, Andy Bookin. <laughs> that would work too, though, if he wins yeah. and then Kenny comes back and tries to take back what he feels is his. Or he wins it like at a pay-per-view, and then Kenny comes back like Adam Cole did at that pay-per-view, like debuted, mm-hmm. like right after he wins the belt. Okay. Hmm. Well, well, that's that's a fun way to go off the air with a little bit of fantasy booking. Uh, we appreciate everybody joining us for episode twenty-two. Hey, which is crazy. Whoa. We got more. We got more. We got more, bro. We got more to talk about. What do we got? <laughs> Tim over here getting ahead of himself, guys. We don't want the show to end just yet. There's two more things I want to talk about. 
okay. It's all good. No worries. Um, so Sammy Guevara had his open challenge with uh, Isaiah Cassidy. I'm not going to talk about the match itself, but um, afterwards the AHFO go to attack Sammy. Then Darby Allen uh, comes running out to save Sammy um, from getting attacked. Sammy, for some reason, is still carrying around two titles. Not really sure why uh, they were unified in that great ladder <laughs> Same match. Title. Yeah, uh, but he's still walking around with two. Um, and after saving him, though, Darby stares at them at both titles and then looks up at Sammy. So I'm wondering, you guys thought Sammy versus Darby in the future? You know, Darby was what the second TNT champion, I believe. He beat Cody. Yeah, he beat Cody. Yeah, yeah, um, be a good match. Sammy and Darby, or did he beat Brody Lee? Kind of hope that I don't. Know. No, he beat he beat Cody. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, Sammy Brody, versus Darby. Yeah, now I don't know. So yeah, Sammy versus Darby. You know, the two two of the four pillars. Um, very different than how they were when the company first started. You know, they're in very different positions now. Uh, I think it would be a very good match, though, if if they are if that's what they're teasing. What about you, Tim? Would you like to see that feud? I'd like to see it. Yeah, I think that'd be awesome. Something I think something that they've been holding off on, but I I think now's a good time to try it out. Be cool. Um, Yeah, and I I feel like if anyone's gonna take the belt off of Sammy, I'd rather have Darby do it than Cody, which you know they already did. Um, Okay, so last last (laughs) last thing to talk about tonight with Rampage was the main event. And we were talking about him earlier, but Jay Lethal, finally, not on Dark. Uh, Jay Lethal versus Ricky Starks for the FTW Championship. Now, whether you care about this championship or not, no tell me your does. opinion. Tony Khan doesn't really even care for it because it's not an official title, <laughs> clearly. Uh, so what I wrote down here, guys, look, Jay, I just wrote Jay Lethal is great. He was awesome in this match. Um... And Ricky Starks is very good, too. I just think Jay Lethal, you know, hasn't been able to show too much of what he can do for people that don't already know who he is. Hasn't been given that big of an opportunity. But, you know, I felt like this was his best outing um, since his match with Sammy for the TNT title. Uh, did you watch the match, Jeremy, Tim? Or see any clips from it? Yeah, I, I watched it. I thought it was really good. And... That's the, yeah, again, like, why is like Jay Lethal not, you know, featured more? It's like, Jay Lethal. You know, like, come on. Right. Yeah. Um, hopefully they get something more for him. So the ending of this match. Yeah, I actually didn't get to, I didn't get to see this match, so I'm going to have to go back and watch it. Yeah, it's the main event of Rampage. If you, yeah, if you didn't get a ch- chance to see that or see Adam Cole's promo after the first match, um, both are very uh, worth the watch. Um, yeah, it worked so, late Friday night. I didn't. Yeah, I have to go back and watch it. So for this match, You're not watching wrestling at midnight on Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just worked late that night. I just I got <laughs> home and <laughs> fell asleep. So for this match, the ending, Lethal goes for a dive out to Hobbs. Uh, Hobbs spikes him. Lethal just drops. Then Dante Martin comes out out of nowhere, takes out Hobbs. Jay Lethal goes for the lethal injection. But Starks counters it into the Rochambeau. This was an awesome, awesome counter, dude. It it just flowed perfectly. Um, but your winner was Ricky Starks. 
And I just see a future tag match of Dante Martin and Jay Lethal versus Hobbs and Starks uh, in the future after the interference with this match. But yeah, if you haven't seen this match, I thought it was really good, especially, like I said, that counter in the end was uh, beautiful. Um, Jay Lethal is, you know, really great to watch. Um, but yeah, that wrapped up uh, Rampage this week. Was there anything else that you wanted to go over? No, sir. <laughs> Just making sure this time. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us for episode 22. We appreciate it. Like always, please follow us on Twitter on Instagram at Twitter and Instagram at the PW fan. Follow Andy's Funko Pop collection on Instagram at the 410 fan bros. Thank you I guys again likes. for listening and join us. Yeah, get the, get this man some likes. Come on, bros. Come on. Or not even likes. He needs some follows. Dude, anything. <laughs> just hit him with a follow. You don't even. It's just Funko Pops. Just what's, nudge what's that follow button, that? guys. Just I'm nudge just it. But yeah, just like just just you know, just hit that for him. It's not that <laughs> not that hard. But uh, <laughs> all right, we'll be back here next week with episode twenty three. And uh, take care. Bye.